0: Several years ago, when my oldest daughter was about 7, our family took a beach vacation. And we were walking on the beach one evening, around sunset. And this little crab was just scuttling along the shoreline, it was so cute. And my daughter went over and, and picked it up, and was checking it out. And she just nestled it in the palm of her hand, and everything was great until that crab realized it wasn't in its normal environment, and it got spooked. And so its claw grabbed hold of the palm of my daughter's hand. Now, even though this little crab was about the size of a red potato, that claw had a really fierce pinch. And my daughter let out a little bit of a yelp, and we all gathered around her, trying to figure out how to get this crab off of her hand. Of course, The more we tried, the tighter that pinch got. As we all began to panic a little bit, somebody who's local to the area came over, and taking my daughter's hand in hers, she gently poured a glass of water over her hand, forming a little pool in her palm. Now, the moment that crab felt safe and in a familiar environment, it released its grip on my daughter's hand and was able to scuttle back into the ocean. That crab has a lot in common with my kids. Really, all kids. When my kids are in their element and are feeling good, they behave well. Our days go pretty smoothly, and we mostly enjoy each other. But when they feel off-kilter for some reason, well, they get crabby. So I always try to remember, when a child feels right, they act right. Now, of course, I can't make their lives perfectly serene all the time. And that wouldn't be healthy for them if I did. But if I want their behavior to be good, if I want to feel confident as their mom and know that I can help them be be their best selves, well, I've learned to keep a few things in mind. Number one, I always ask myself, has this kid had enough sleep? If they haven't, well then I need to ask myself what can I do to create a more soothing atmosphere, get some quiet time with them, or even a nap. I definitely know it's not time to run around doing a thousand errands or expect them to learn a new skill or do a chore. They're just not able to do it in that state. But if I just get that time to help them get a little bit of rest and reset themselves, my job of getting them to do what I need them to do becomes a thousand times easier. The second thing I ask myself is Has my child eaten protein in the last three hours? Children burn fuel a lot quicker than we do as adults, and they need small protein-packed snacks every few hours to keep feeling good. So I've learned to keep nutritious snacks in my house or my car or my purse. And if my child starts to get cranky and irritable, we have a snack. And I wait it out for about 15 minutes or so to make sure that the hangries weren't the cause of it all. That way I know, is it something I need to address and really correct, or was it something that my kid just felt out of control over because their blood sugar was off, or they needed that protein? It makes discerning what my action should be in that situation a whole lot easier. And it really optimizes my ability to help my child behave better without a whole lot of fuss and bother. The third thing I always try to be aware of is, is my child going into an unfamiliar situation, like visiting that relative they don't see very often, going into a new activity, dealing with upheaval like the holidays or a move or a brand new school year? In those situations, I'll take time to prep my child ahead of time, and we'll talk about what the situation will be like, what behavior is expected from them, what they might need to have with them so that they'll feel a little bit more comfortable. If they're going into an adult situation, are there some non-electronic or noisy things that they can bring with them to keep them from being bored and yet stay quiet and able to handle the situation? We always talk about how they can quietly get my attention if they feel like they need some help dealing with that new situation. Doing that ahead of time allows my kids to know I'm on their side, gives us both a sense of what the expectations are, and helps them feel empowered to be able to handle the situation without devolving into their less-than-best self. The fourth thing I ask myself is what is the personality of the particular kid I'm dealing with? Each of my kids has their own unique personality and needs. So I try to assess what situations I think they'll do well in and also what I know might cause them to reactively misbehave so I can help us avoid those pitfalls. I can prep them ahead of time not sign them up for things I know they really can't handle if those things are optional, and again, go through the things that might help them bring their best selves to those situations. It's amazed me over the years how many tantrums and ill-behaved moments we've managed to avoid by keeping things like this in mind. Of course, when those unexpected misbehaviors do occur, no matter what prior planning I've done, Corrections and apologies and makeups must happen. But there again, those are more easily and genuinely achieved when my child is restored to a feeling of rightness, just like that little crab in the water. Thanks for joining me today for this Momfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.